this week on Siblings on Record, Allison Chains Dirt. everybody. I'm Shannon. And I'm Aaron. Welcome to Siblings on Record, where each week on this podcast, one of us picks an album and together we discuss it and analyze it. Our second broadcast will be covering one of my favorite all-time grunge bands, Alice in Chains, and their album, Dirt. A triumph in their career, in my opinion. This album is not for the faint of heart. It reaches into the epitome of loss, redemption, want, and frankly, just about everything. Their song titles alone send chills up my spine. So, Aaron, why don't we start by talking about how we discovered Alice in Chains, how we got into their music. What, what was it that drew us into them? Well, for me, I heard the song Man in the Box on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was immediately drawn in. I liked it right off the bat. Still do. Still one of my favorite yeah, Alice in like Chains songs. Um, from that, I went out and just bought their first record, Facelift. Um, and I liked it right away. Still, not still do. You know, I mean, it's a. I liked the heavy riffing and the dark lyrics, and yes. you know, they, they, I, even though that they were thought of as part of the grunge scene, they seemed to be a little bit more metal or heavier. I yeah. guess I don't. Well, maybe, it, it, oh, oh, sorry. Well, no, no, I, no, they're, no. They're really tailing on on that point though they're one of the first like besides nirvana in my opinion they're one of the first ones to come out of that glam stage yes yeah there is there's some remnants of hard rock and that type of thing yeah well well, soundgarden did too i mean soundgarden had a lot of sabbath in them you know a lot of black sabbath and 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 alice in chains has some of that too um but yeah they they, i i like this band right off the bat and i liked uh so then uh sap came out and yep. I never bought it was just an acoustic EP. I, I never love bought that. that. I never bought I that. Love it. You made now here's where you come into it. You made me a mixtape with one with like all these bands and songs that you were into at the time. So this has <laughs> got to be 92, I think. This got to be yeah. before this record came out, before Dirt came out. And this one of the songs from Sap was on there and I loved that too. I'm like, wow, these guys can do acoustic stuff too. It oh, took I me bet. forever to get Sap until you finally loaned it to me so I could <laughs> listen. And it, and it's great. I, I love Sap too. I love it. It's great. That's really that what a cool story. I So I, we honestly, were primed. We were primed for this album to come out. You know, we were like when when it came out, we were we were yeah. eagerly anticipating it. You know, I, I And was. I did. I bought it right away. Yeah. So me too. I mean I really and I've seen them four times live. I mean, I, I'm very fortunate. And That's every cool. time I saw them, it was just so good. Yeah, I've never seen and, them live. Oh, God, they're, they're, they were really something. And always, you know, considering their their background and, and their, their personal problems and such, they always came together beautifully on stage. That's they good. just managed to pull their shit together. So they were they good could live do band. that. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. I liked them a lot. Um, I kind of came into them in a similar fashion. I, the first time I ever heard them was Man in the Box, and it was on MTV. Right. And this was what late eighties. So I'm getting. I'm already. Am I a freshman? In no, no. This yet? is. This is. This is no. I was is, like in eighth we're, grade. We're, we're in nineteen ninety. It wasn't the late eighties. We're. This had to be. God. This had to be ninety or ninety one. Was it that late? Yeah. Yeah. Oh definitely. wow. Okay, so I'm a little off there, but I, I do remember vividly seeing the video for it and thinking, "Whoa, this is really weird." Yeah. But this song is so cool, and and I and I liked it. You know, I love the way that it it opened. They're really good about that. The way that they would do their their intros into their songs and such. And 
So, but then I happened to see them open for, and I, who the hell was it that they opened for? But the first time I saw them, I loved them. And I was really captivated at that point. So, oh, cool. you know, and, and again, this is, this is my time. So I'm in high school. This, for my group of friends, grunge was it. It's kind of like, I don't know. I don't think I would necessarily associate like 80s wave with your general, you know, with yeah, your. No. no, I know you guys, you, you were huge into grunge. I remember that. Yep. yep. But, you know, it really did it. And for me and my friends, it defined us. So it, it was just something that we all, we loved. And Alice in Chains is my favorite. So. Yeah, I have a funny relationship with grunge. I, I, it has a lot of elements that I like, you know, the loud guitars, pounding drums, dark mm-hmm. lyrics. It's got uh, all the elements in there that's in, you know, would be in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I, for some reason, there's some of it I just didn't connect to. And I, I, I not all of it, a lot of it I do. You know, and actually, the older I get, the more I, I can look back on it and listen to the stuff now. And I, and I get it a lot more, right. actually, than I did back then when it was going. Uh, but I loved I, it then and I love it now. Yeah, still. yeah. So, you know, now I consider myself a grunge fan, but I, but, but back then I was kind of like, eh, they're killing my metal. You know, you know <laughs> I got, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's why I was so resistant to it. It could be. And like I said before, you know, I mean, granted, you're right about that, that heavy influenced by, I, I say Zeppelin too, also Sabbath, you know, a lot of those, those heavier British bands yeah. from like the seventies and late sixties or whatnot, um, but it's still it's still tailing. It's it's right. It's the beginning of a new era of rock and roll for me. Yeah. It's it's ending this this like you know hair band you know, you know hard rock and heavy what they you know what was coined heavy yeah. metal glam and really rock turning. Now they call it glam rock. That period yeah. that Sunset Strip. You know, a lot of that music that I really liked a lot that it's now referred to as glam metal. Yeah. And yeah. Grunge basically killed it off. It did. It did, and it, and it totally changed and transformed it, and gained a whole legion of new fans. Yep, and um, and I am happy to say that I am one of them. <laughs> so, Aaron, why don't you start by giving us some basic facts about the album? Okay, Dirt is Allison Chain's second full-length studio album. It was released on September 29th, 1992, on Columbia Records. It peaked at number six on the Billboard 200 chart. It was produced by Dave Jordan and Allison Chains, with the exception of the song Wood, which was produced by Rick Parishar and Allison Chains. The album was engineered by Brian Carlstrom, assisted by Annette Cisneros and Ulrich Wilde. It was mixed by Dave Jordan, assisted by Annette Cisneros. It was recorded from March to May 1992 at El Dorado Recording Studios in Burbank, California, London Bridge Studio in Seattle, Washington, and one-on-one recording studios in Los Angeles, California. So let me start by giving the lineup for this album. We have Lane Staley on lead vocals, Jerry Cantrell on guitars and vocals, Michael Starr on bass, and Sean Kinney on drums. Okay, so let's kick it right off with Them Bones.
Aaron, what do you think about this song? It's a pretty good song. It's a heavy rocker. It's got a nice ascending riff in 7-8 time signature, a little bit odd to the ears. But it goes through a regular 4-4 on the chorus. Um, the lyrics, from what I can gather, it's about mortality and death. You know, mm -hmm. We're all going to die. We're all born to die. And all we are left with when we're all gone is a pile of bones. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It, it does it really long, it really does set the tone for the entire album. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And um, they're they're dark anyway. I mean, it, the, the lyrics are very morose. I mean, it's and and Allison Chains is probably of the grunge bands of that era, probably one of the darker ones. For I sure, mean, yeah. In my opinion, at least. Um, I mean, of course, you've got the, the handful of them that like the, the ones that came out of Seattle, which is really the basis for that 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 time and that that style of music. You had you know, Alice in Chains, you had Soundgarden, you had Nirvana, and then there was actually another one called Mother Love Bone, and they kind of faded off the scene relatively early on, of course, those heroin deaths. Right, they were kind of like the first one, right? They were sort of like yes. the, an early, almost a precursor to these bands that, that became wildly popular in the 90s. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, and they were all friends with each other yeah. to boot. And a couple of those members actually became uh, part of Pearl Jam, right? Yes, that's right. That's, yeah. that's exactly right. And then, of course, all these guys branched off, you know, eventually in their careers to form other little bands and other projects. It's it's a pretty versatile group of, of musicians, really. It is. And like you said, though, they all kind of knew each other. They all kind of worked together. It's it's a it was really like a, a, a tight little community that they had there. Absolutely. Moving on to Damn That River. Tell us about this one. I, I like this one a lot. Um, but before we get into that, I think we need to go into Aaron's rules for hard rock and heavy metal listening. It's a three-point okay. plan. The first point is, if the guitar riff, is it good? Does it hold my interest? Does it grab me? The second part is, the melodies, whether it's guitars or vocals, does that melody drawing me in? Does it catch my ear? And mm -hmm. then the third part is, the lyrics themselves. Uh, is it interesting? Do I connect to it? Um, if you've got one of these elements in a song, I probably like the song. If you've got two of them in there, we've got a damn good song. And if you've got all three, I'm loving the unholy frig out of it. Yes. This song here, it's a very good song. Um, it's got a good heavy groove. Um, you know, I like the vocals. You know, it's it's catchy. Um, <laughs> and I probably should bring up Mr. Lane Staley, who I think was a very good vocalist. I mean, yes. Well, most of these grunge bands all had pretty unique and, and distinctive vocalists, but he really was uh, pretty unique. I, I don't know if I can think of anybody who really sounded like him. Yeah, and he was able to distort as well without, like, grating on your nerves. Right. Like, he was so unique, and it just... He's, he just sounded so beautiful sometimes. I mean, really, and very sad at, at the same time, and, and hard. All these different emotions would really ring through him. Absolutely. What do you think about this song? I, I really like this song. Of course, this one's you know solely written by Jerry Cantrell, who is a, a very strong songwriter anyway. Yeah, I agree. 
and one of the things that I, I do like about his songwriting in particular are are the actual harmonies that, that he and and Staley performed together. Yeah, they were the two of them good. they really were. They, it was they a unique were, sound. It really was it a unique was. sound. Yeah. It really was. And and I they, they just could really captivate you and, and you're right, their melody is is just they're they're unique and I don't know, I just I really like it. This song here, I get I got this from the wiki, of course. Um, I guess Jerry got into a fight. Um, <laughs> he got in a fight with Sean Kinney, the drummer, about something, and then Sean Kinney busted a coffee table over his head or something like that. Oh my god, I didn't read that. Yeah, that's that's what I got that the song was about. He I guess he wrote this song in retaliation for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The lyrics are a little bit obscure, but that's what I read that it was about, so I don't know. Go figure. Rain when I die. I'm a little so strong. Tell me about this one. It's another good riff. It draws me in, although this one's a little slower, a little sludgier. There's a heavy wah-wah on the main guitar riff, um, mm-hmm. and I do like that. Um, as far as the lyrics, what it's about, I, I get that it, it seems to be about somebody who's like hiding something or lying yeah. to his girlfriend, the narrator, or it, maybe he's singing about himself. I don't know. I agree. And, you know, actually, when I when I read it, my, my interpretation when I listen to it, when I read it, it's it's almost like it's about drugs. Once yeah. again, it comes back down to like my using is is the real key component here. Yeah, drugs but, are going to loom heavy on this album for sure. Yeah, which yes, absolutely. Which is interesting. I mean, of course, particularly with Lane Staley, he had just gotten out of rehab when they recorded this, and he was full back out, like in to using heroin. And from what I've read, he was actually shooting up in the studio. So it's it's kind of sad. Yeah, and um. But going back to, you know, this particular song, one of the things I really love about it is the is the actual verse, the way that they recorded. I mean, it just sounds really, really pretty. And I, I don't know if that's Cantrell that's singing along with him or if, if they just overdubbed like Lane's voice. I'm not exactly sure, too. I think most of the time when they did this stuff, it was Cantrell. Was yeah, doing, I do, too. Was doing the harmony. So I, I'm guessing that it's him. I'd have to yeah. listen to it a little bit closer. And I've listened to this thing about 12 times this week, and I don't even remember. Um, but I, I think also there, there seems to be a, an acknowledgement that he it, it, he knows that he's on a, a spiral. And I think he even yes. says something like, like the girl is, is trying to save him, but he's like, I can't be helped. I mean, yeah. there's an acknowledgement that, that he's in a lot of trouble. Yeah, it's, it's a heavy-duty song. And this one also is co-written by Star who incidentally like left right after pretty much this album was done after the tour. I saw these guys actually, I've seen Alice in Chains four times live and they were awesome every single time I saw them. But I was fortunate enough to see Mike Starr when he was still with the band because he left early on, but he co-wrote this one as well. Yeah. Well, he was a heavy drug user too. Well, he died in 2011. Yeah. Yeah. So it eventually got him too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the thing that I hate so much about these, these grunge bands that the, the, immense amount of talent and it's it completely it completely just feels expunged by just their their drug use alone i mean it's it well wiped them away yeah very sad yeah and you know and i might want to go back and just 
remind folks, the reason why I chose this album is because we're coming up on the 15th anniversary of Lane Staley's death. He died on April 5th in 20, uh, 2002. Yep. And um, I, I was brokenhearted. I remember hearing, I remember reading about it, and I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that, that's an me. awful story. It is an awful story. I mean, it took him, they took, what, 10 days to find him or something like that? Yeah, I like guess that? his body was partially decomposed. Yeah. They found it and... And he had been in isolation for years. Years. And people didn't yeah. know where he was. And I mean, well, they knew where he was. They knew he was, he, he holed himself up in his condo. Yep. And, that's and, exactly yeah, it. Yeah. Hardly anybody saw him. Yeah. He pretty much dropped off the music scene in 1996. Not only that's, that, he almost dropped off the face of the earth. I mean, it was yeah. really, really just tragic. It is. I mean, every bit as tragic as Kurt Cobain, in my opinion. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Moving on to Down in a Hole, which is one of my favorites. What do you think? Uh, I like this one a lot. Um, it's got that acoustic beginning of it. Um, yeah, it is. It's a very somber ballad. Um, it gets across a mood of sadness and despair. Um, I guess, again, Wiki says that Cantrell wrote it for his departed mother, that he was missing her. And the lyrics kind of reflect that, especially when you when you really look at it. You know, I want to be back inside you. And, and, and there's uh, oh, references you know, I was to the thinking womb. that, the womb, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It, yeah, it makes perfect sense. He again, this he is such a powerful songwriter, and the, and the songs that I like the best on this album, he wrote solely alone. Yeah, interestingly enough. So I mean, he's just so good. Yeah, you know, I like this one a lot. It's it's sad, it's moving, but it's very very effective. Yeah, and, and they did perform this one on their um, unplugged series because they they got to do the MTV Unplugged, and it was just awesome. Yeah, I've never. I mean, it's funny. I've never seen that, or I've never heard it either. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. It really is. It's totally worth checking out. But I this this song, to. yeah, you totally need to. But this this song is it's it's deep, and it actually makes me cry sometimes if I'm in the right mood. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. I could see that. Sure. Yeah, moving on to Sick Man.
do you think about this one? Well, I like how it starts. I like the choppy verse riff. Um, it's an interesting drum pattern also that it goes with mm -hmm. it. Um, it's pretty cool. And I, I like that, 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 that. I like, I like that, the cadence yeah. of, of his singing. Um, then it goes into this, like this freak that, out section. Yeah, that rock. Oh, man. It's like, whoa, what the hell is that? It almost comes out of nowhere. Well, again, I think it, it reflects being high. <laughs> I guess so. Then it goes into the chorus, though, and then I have some problems. Um, it's slow. I, you know, I don't mind slow, sludgy music, but I didn't. I don't like how I don't like how it fits on this song. It's not as interesting for me. Uh, yes. And there's virtually no melody. It's just one. He's singing in almost one note most of yes. the time. So he, the, I start to lose the plot on this one a little bit. Um, there's that spoken word bridge too that I, that doesn't that doesn't connect with me either. I don't really care for it much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about this one? Um, it's not one of my favorites. I agree with, with all the points that you're making. And I did not look up any, you know, particular information about the origins of this song. Again, it's written by both Cantrell and Staley. Um, I think there's some really good parts of it. But but to me, my interpretation of it is that it's just literally that it's all over the place. And it's it's somebody who's high. And yeah, yeah. another drug song. Yeah, that's yep. exactly it. And it probably something that they could both relate to at the time that they, that they wrote it. I'm sure. Another drug song, another drug another song. Another drug song. I know. And you know, again, like you said earlier, it's it's a repeated theme on this album, that along with death. And it, and unfortunately, a bit of this is where the, the chills go up my spine. It's that foreshadowing of so you got two members on this album who end up dying later yeah. on. And it, it's just really weird. Yeah, it's almost, uh, uh, you know, he's almost like they're foretelling their future. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Rooster. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this one? You know, I think this is going to surprise you, but I have never cared for this song. Really? Yeah, I love it, this song. It, oh, man. And I, I feel like I should because of the subject matter. Yeah. Um, for all you listeners out there, our father is a Vietnam War veteran. That's exactly who I think of every time I hear it. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah. I mean, yes. I, I, it, and it does make me think of dad, but. Uh, for some, I, maybe it's just the the incredibly slow pace of it. I'm just thinking war and the horrors of war, and it, it just comes in. The, yeah. it, it, I think it's just too slow for me. It it's not hitting me in the gut like it should. Yeah. I I don't know. That's the, that, <sighs> you know I got Rooster was uh, Jerry Cantrell Senior's nickname. Oh. That's where the that's where it comes from. That's where Rooster comes from. I also read on the wiki that, in, and they also called him that in Vietnam. They said when he was like firing his gun and running around, his head was bobbing up and down. He looked like a rooster. Yeah, yes. But I guess yes. it was his. I guess they called him that. At least according to Kentrell, that's that's what they did. And I guess he he appreciated the song. Like he he list, he heard it, 
for a while he almost like resisted listening to it and yes. then he finally did and he he ended up liking it so yeah i i really like this song i'm i'm different from you in that respect yeah. um I, I really think especially once again once cantrell and staley come together to do that harmonization and they they lead into the chorus it's just like ooh, it's not creepy it's it's just i don't know how do i describe it it just feels chilling seems to be a big word for me in yeah. this this album um and and unlike the other songs this one is about war like you pointed yeah. out yeah where most everything else is about you know drugs and death not yeah. that war war definitely is about death but it has a definitely different uh, it's a different theme yeah. altogether see for me we're entering a part of the album where i where i really start to it starts to lose me a little bit you know as we go on we, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more but the, the, beginning with this actually beginning with the chorus of sick man it starts to slide a little bit for me but yeah yeah sick man again wasn't one of my favorites but i love rooster yeah i just i, I just can't i never have gotten into this one i can understand it junkhead What do you think? All right. We've got another slow, uninteresting riff for me. This doesn't grab me. It's another drug song. That yep, it is. lumbers along through the verses until it reaches a drug yeah, you know, this song again, bores the shit out of me. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me either. It doesn't. Um, another written by Cantrell and Staley. Again, I think it's it's some a little bit like Sick Man. It's some. It's just totally about drugs. Yeah, I'm already getting tired of it at this point. Yeah, but this is this is the theme of their lives though. At this point, they I are guess. so immersed into it. I guess it, I guess they're writing about what they know and what they are. But man, yeah, and it's depressing. Yeah, like like. The whole album. <laughs> this song gets my vote as the stinky stinker. This is the one you could take off the album, and I've got yep, no I agree with this you. Is, actually, it's my least favorite on the album. Yep, me too. This this one is the one that I like the least as well. Moving on to the title track, Dirt.
your thoughts comatose i'm still comatose <laughs> more slow riffing it's all very obviously influenced by black sabbath but for yes. me for my money it's not as good um I'll put it this way i you know i like allison chains i like jerry cantrell i think he's a good guitar player and an excellent songwriter but jerry cantrell is no tony iomi and no. I just i just it's just sluggish singing even it just uh man yeah. Poorly. It, this, this guy needs to lighten up or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think there's much light to be found uh, at this Maybe it would have been better point. if you sang some other kind of song, you know? Lane Staley sings the classics. <laughs> and he Pardon probably me, could. boy. Is that the Chattanooga Choo Choo? Yeah, baby. <laughs> and he had you. Oh, you know, that was a, that a little impersonation. Bit. If he did that a little bit. <laughs> but then you got to add the scream. And he, and he can do that, too, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's not again not one of my favorites as well, but it, it does add to the theme of this whole entire album. It's it's um, lack of self control, frustration, um, it, it, and craziness basically, yeah. just yeah, feeling I mean, like dirt. Well, straight, so straight up suicidal, really. Yes, is, you know, he, he, you're at the end of your rope here. That's yeah. that's what I'm getting from it. More for more foreshadowing. Um, it's 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 just um, it's interesting. Just I think yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's like total block, but it's it's not again one of like the the big ones of the album in my opinion either. Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? <laughs> Won't you come home? You know, indeed. Come on, Lane, sing some happier stuff. Maybe he'd still be around. I don't know. I don't think he was capable of that. Maybe not. God smack. think about this one <sighs> more drugs mm-hmm. at least the song's faster um you know the riff shows a little bit of signs of life this time um yes. the chorus is downright funky i mean the guitar it's you know it's really it's really different you know it's kind of funky and yes. he's got that weird what is that effect on his voice on land <laughs> I, I, it's distorted somehow yeah. <laughs> almost like a wah-wah type of i know of- it's really really weird it is. It is really strange, and I do wonder something. And I did not look this up. Did the band Godsmack get their name from this song? Yes, they did. Okay, that's what I thought. I yeah. mean, because it was the very first thing I thought of when I mean, I'm... really, how how would you, else would you come up with that? You know, exactly. Yeah. So they must have been pretty big fans of this band. Sure. Well, <laughs> have you listened to their music? It's pretty much you can tell. Yeah. They, you know what? I I don't really know much of Godsmack. Yeah, I, I think I've probably heard a little bit, and that's not, about not it. Not the biggest fan of them, but there is definitely an Alice in Chains influence. You can't. 
Yeah. Yeah. You can't listen to it and not think that. Right. Um, I, it looks like though, from the perspective of this song though, is not. I, I think he's like he's watching somebody else going through heroin, heroin addiction. You know, what I mean, he's it's a little bit different perspective this yes. time. Yes. But of yeah. course, they're really just singing about themselves, really. No. Yeah, they are. But yeah, you're right. So we we change it from first, you know, point of view to third point of view, you know, third yeah. person basically. And and you're right. It's it's smack it's, has become God. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's well said. Actually, I, I, I think believe that's it. that's how I'm interpreting it anyway. Yeah. No, and I think that's exactly right on. I think that's exactly what it means. It's this is. This is yeah, the other new guy. That verse effect worship. is really. It sounds like a sick goat. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's not one of his better. You know, vocally, it's not one of his best either. It's again not one of my favorites at all. But yeah, I'm it's, still I'm still pretty removed from the record at this point. Yeah. I hope yeah. something turns around soon. Right. Um, I, I mean, I like it, but it's it's not one of my favorites. Iron Gland, which is a really quick, like what, 43 second little ditty. Think, Aaron. Well, it's a, it's an interlude. It's just a loud guitar interlude. You know, it's it's tossed off. Yeah. Um, there's laughing and moaning voices. You know, at least they acknowledge their debt to Black Sabbath, and that makes me happy. And to The Shining. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> red rum, red rum. I guess uh, Tom Mariah from Slayers on this. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Well, I really did not do my homework that well on this. Oh yeah, this no, week. I did. Oh yeah, Weeky knows all. And, <laughs> and and just for all you listeners out there, if Shannon and I say anything factually inaccurate or you know something that's just straight up wrong, you can let us know about it, and I'm sure you will. You know, we're not historians. We're not. You know, we're just fans. We just enjoy mm-hmm. this music. You know, so a lot of this information that we're getting, I'm pulling from Weeky. Some of it is knowledge that I've had for a while, but. You know, I mean, we're just, you know, take it easy. Yeah. Take it easy on us. Yeah, be, be easy on us. But this is not, this is, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, nothing, it's not, you know, it's not anything important. It's just sort of like a segue into the next song, really. That's all I hear it. I agree. Red Rob. <laughs> Red Rob. Red Rob. Red Rob. Red Rob. Oh my God, that sounded too weird. I was doing the finger thing, too, so. <laughs> Tony. Tony. Hate to feel. Yeah. 
What do you think about this one? When this song starts, I'm ready to pull my fucking hair out because it's yet another slow, sludgy verse. I just can't stand it. But then suddenly it changes in the pre-chorus mm -hmm. where it becomes much more intense. Uh, yes. The rhythm completely changes and I'm, and I'm getting interested now. Mm -hmm. And I love the chorus. The, the chorus it. is really, really good yes. in this one. I agree. So this I is agree. almost a, a, a song in two halves for me. I, the verses I can't stand, but the rest of it I really like. I love the pre-chorus and I love the, the chorus part, you know, hate the feel. And I think even even though we're still probably talking about drugs and things like that, but... I feel. Yeah. yeah so. I, I can interpret that. You know, that can, it can be about depression. It can be more than just drugs. I, I, I connect to these lyrics and the singing a little bit more. So I'm starting yeah. to come back now in the album. You know what I mean? And and, and uh, this song I really do like. Yeah, I do like this song too. And, and this just, one's, you know, solely written by Lane Staley. And um, I think he did really well with it as well. Just those stupid verses and we'd be all set. Yeah, I know, just sing the chorus, dude, okay? We'll be good. Um, I, I like it as well. It, it is, it's, it's, you're right. It's broken up rather interestingly. And, um, but I, but I think it's it's still pretty effective, and like you said, it can be interpreted in in a couple of different ways. Yeah. But I, I but I do think when I, when I read the title, you know, it's hate to feel. It's like okay, I, uh, once again, it's here we back to I just need to get rid of. I mean, that I, drug I, use. I've had those emotions, and, and I have never really been a drug user ever. Yes. But yeah, I I I have hated myself. I have hated feeling stuff. I've been depressed, so yes. I can connect to that sentiment. Yeah. You know, it, you know, as bleak as it is, I can connect to that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what I agree. The fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part. I know it, it is. It's interesting the way that that goes, and um, and you're right. Actually, I think all of us at one one time or another have felt the same way. Yeah, I mean, that's the human condition. It we, is. We would, there's no way to escape it in life. Angry chair. thoughts on this one where the fuck did this come from <laughs> not only is it my favorite song on this record by a mile it's my favorite alice in chain song of all time oh you're kidding it's creepy it's eerie it's ominous in the verses the pounding snare in the in the choruses yes. it's um, a good song it's a heavy chorus uh sean mm -hmm. kinney gets props for this one he's a standout in this one Yes, um, I agree. Lane's singing is disturbing. I mean, okay. it really, it, 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 this one gets to me. You and know he what wrote mean? this but, one as well. Yeah, by himself. by himself. I know it's impressive. It's disturbing in a good way. You know what I mean? It, ju mm -hmm. it just gets, you know, it gets under my skin like the drugs that are all over this album. You know what I mean? The yeah. lyrics are about drug use, but I, it's also self-loathing. And he's, he, he's also angry with himself 
about letting this thing control him and, and take over, you know, and I certainly can have, you know, can connect with self-loathing. You know, it's a world of pain and depression. You know, it's raw emotions. I totally can understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I love this song. Love it. It's a yeah. travesty. The song is buried so far in the album. I don't yes. know why they made that decision. I mean, I'm impressed that they released it as a single. Yeah. In, in, in the video. I remember watching the video going, ooh, this is a weird one. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, it it, it's, it's too bad they buried it so deep in the album. They should not have done that. You know, this one hits me in the brain and the gut. It's just harrowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, I just, yeah. I agree with you. And and again, with, with Lane, you can tell that he did not like using. I mean, it's so clear in, in his in his writing and everything and really in the way that he lived his life as well. And it's, it's really pretty sad. Yeah. I mean, um, cause he wasn't like this happy. No, I don't know. I, I think there's some, you know, drug users out there that just don't seem to mind it. It seems, yeah. or, or at least they don't show it. He actually, it, it, it was all, he hated it. Yeah. He absolutely hated it. He and was he, trapped though. He, he, he yeah, in fact, he'd pretty much give even at this stage. And yeah. this is '92. He'd pretty much given up. Yeah. He's gonna be alive for another ten years, and that's it. Yeah. And um, I, I agree, though. It's a powerful song, and yeah. it, it it is about once again self-loathing. Self loathing. Yeah. And um. And it's it, heavy, it and I love his little vocal inflection. Hey, that yeah. stuff. You know that I that stuff really is effective, and you know I I I. You know that that yes. part. Is, it's 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 great. Yeah, the chorus is really, really good. Oh, yeah. in this. What a song it is. And he's, he's a good songwriter. I, I, I tend to think of Cantrell as the stronger songwriter, but you know, now that you're bringing up these points, I need to really go back and revisit. Cause I do like this song a lot. And I like hate to feel a lot. Yeah. And the ones that he co-wrote, you know, here and there, they're pretty good, but he's, yeah, maybe he is just as good as, as Cantrell was in that res- is, I should say in that respect. Yeah. This song really makes the album for me. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's not the only one that I like on this record, but boy, mm-hmm. this one really just uh, takes it to another level for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I really like this song as well. Okay. Moving on to the final installment of this album, Wood. about this one you know i had heard the song prior to the album coming out it was on a the single soundtrack if i'm not yep. mistaken it is it's the very first track on the album yeah I, I i liked it a lot then i still like it now uh yeah. the, the bass the bass line really jumps out at me uh you know good good show mike star oh um, yeah definitely it carries throughout the whole song i think i think the bass is what really keeps me uh engaged with this one yeah, it's it's the life it's the lifeline throughout the song. But the thing that I, I like about it as well 
is is the way that um, Cantrell and Staley, the way they sing it, and it's, it's a, it starts to build up to that that powerful, you know, chorus that and to the flood, of, yeah, you know, and it's it, like it, oh, it increases in intensity, and and it, yeah, it, and those uh, harmonies that you were talking about earlier, you know, with Cantrell and Staley, they're they're very, you know, on it's display here. here, yeah, very on yeah. display. It's great, great it is, stuff. It, this is one of my favorite Alice in Chains songs and probably one of their most commercially popular ones. Yeah. Well, but I were, think it was justified. They were on the cusp of breaking it big. You know, yes. just Right around this period. You know, Facelift, their first album, had done well. I think I think it's double platinum. You know, it's, I think it, it is certified double or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, Man so, in the Box. So right. they were they were, you know, in you know, they were in it. You know, I mean they were they were they were on their way up. They were, you know, lumped in with the grunge scene. You know, they were from Seattle and they were on the cusp of breaking it big. This song, mm-hmm. I think, helped propel them. And then this album put them over the top. Right. Um, and I and love I the, the the ending of the song, that abrupt, you know, dah, 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 <laughs> you know I, 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 and the way he sings that, he just shouts out the the lyrics. I love yes. that, too. It, I, I love how it just stops. It does. Yeah. yeah. I think that the drums are pretty good in this yeah. as well. I mean, I, yes. It, I, yep. I was going to bring you up the drum pattern. Another, I another really, really like it. Drum pattern. Yep. Very good. It's, um, it's, it's a great song all around. I the believe. lyrics, I guess, uh, are about Andrew Wood, though. I can't, I don't know. Ah. I, I can't even make out what, you know, Wood, Andrew Wood, but I guess they're, it's about him. Mother or, love or, bone folks. Yeah. Or, or he wondering. was, uh, or it was inspired by him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I can't, I don't get that <laughs> even from even from reading the lyrics I go what what what, what the fuck what are you talking about but well, but that's kind of an intimate group again you know going back to in the very beginning when we were talking about this particular time period this this group of musicians they were all pretty tight and interwoven yeah so I'm sure there's all kinds of hidden meaning within the lyrics as well I'm sure yeah um, but no, this is a very good song. Excellent way to end the album. Yes, um, very good ending. Yeah, yeah, no, no, a great track. Okay, so now we are moving on to our rating system. And just to give a reminder, um, each week after we review an album, we actually have to rate it between a zero and a five. Five being highest, zero being that zilch. So, and also give some final thoughts on on the album as a whole. So, starting with you, Big Brother, what do you think? Well, it, this record came out. It was in the right place at the right time. Um, it was huge. It took the band from being, you know, a, a fairly popular grunge act into being pretty much they were superstars after this yep. one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the album. Uh, there's parts of it I don't like. I, I, I like the beginning of it and I like the end, but there's a big yeah. chunk in the middle I don't care for, you know, mm-hmm. as we've uh, already discussed at length. So for me, I'm going to give this one a three, a three out of five. That's what I got. How about you? Um, for me, I, I, I love I do like this album a lot. Um, and I agree with you on all those points in terms of that it starts out strong and it ends very strong. But in the middle, there's just something lagging. Um, I still like the songs. But again, I'm also biased because I'm a big fan of Alice in Chains. Sure. So I tend to lean towards that way anyway. So and I do score this one higher because because I just do. I'm going to give them a four. All right. Well, you, I really like this one. You picked this album. So fine. <laughs> OK, at this point, I'd like to give a shout out to another podcast. Um, it's called That Dandy Classic Music Hour. It's another podcast similar to ours. Of course, they've been doing it a lot longer. So actually, we've kind of ripped them off. Um, it's a couple of guys uh, breaking down and talking about albums that they love. Uh, so Randy and Dan, you guys don't even know that I'm a fan, but I've been a loyal listener. And you definitely guys do a great job. 
and I can't recommend it enough. That dandy classic music hour. As promised last week, we now have a Facebook page called Siblings on Record. You can also email us any thoughts or comments to siblingsonrecords at gmail.com. And finally, this podcast is dedicated to the memory of Lane Staley. He he's, was an amazing musician, and I miss him, and I think probably the whole world does. <laughs> Rest in peace, Lane. You are missed. Indeed. And, you know, to go along with that, um, his mother, Nancy Lane McCullum, has started a website in, in his memory as well, and its, its mission is to help people who have problem with drug use and to offer resources. And it's the name of the website is lane-staley.com, and you can actually you can actually email her through that. And it's her email is Nancy Lane's mom, all one one thing at lane-staley.com. And help people Thanks. help people get through listening to this fucking album. Yes, because <laughs> it is it's deep and and it's 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 deep. Okay, and that'll do it for this week's edition. And uh, signing off here, I'm Shannon. And I'm Aaron. And thanks for listening to Siblings on Record. Bye, guys. Take care. Also, as promised last week, we have since opened up a Facebook page, and you can find us on Siblings on Record, or you can email us at siblingsonrecord.com, at gmail.com. Shit. (laughs) 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 You're on. As promised last week, we now have a couple of different avenues to uh, to reach us. Shit. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> Stop it! As promised last week, we now have a Facebook page called Siblings on Record. You can also email us at siblingsonrecord at gmail.com. I did not like that either. Camp Town Races, sing this song. <laughs> do da, do da, <laughs> baby. I can see Lane totally digging that.